Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Build Your Network, episode 80. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Ronsley from Amplify. And if you want to amplify your network, you should listen to this episode of Build Your Network with my good friend, Travis Chappell. You have the ambition, the knowledge, and the experience, but still lack those relationships necessary for achieving true success. Welcome to Build Your Network, your guide to growing your inner circle, increasing your influence, and assisting others in reaching their goals. This is networking the way it should be, brought to you by your host, Travis Chappell. What is up and welcome to the one and only show that brings you tips and tricks on networking from the best experts around three days a week. Although they may not all be in the same field, every guest that comes on the show has one very important thing in common. They believe, as I do, that building relationships is crucial to achieving success in life. I cannot wait to introduce you to today's guest, but first, Build Your Network is supported by CastBox, the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on iOS and Android. CastBox has over 50 million free episodes that more than 10 million users download and listen to wherever, whenever. And now for all Build Your Network listeners, once you've downloaded the CastBox app, click Go Premium and enter promo code 90 days to get three free months of premium features. Head on over to the App Store or Google Play Store to download CastBox now. And now let's go ahead and chat with today's guest, Ronsley Boz. Ronsley is a speaker, author, and marketer. He's the author of the book, Amplify, How to Raise Your Voice, Boost Your Brand, and Grow Your Business. His podcast, Bond Appetit, is Australia's number one food podcast on iTunes and receives between eight and 12,000 listeners a day. Between the Bond Appetit 
podcast and his show, Should I Start a Podcast, Ronsley has reached over 4 million listeners in 133 countries. Ronsley is also the founder of the content marketing agency Amplify, which has grown from zero to 12 staff in just 10 months. Ronsley, thanks so much for coming to the show today, man. I'm super excited to have you. Why don't you uh, go ahead, expound a tad on that intro, and then uh, tell us what you're most excited about right now. That's crazy because uh, when you have a when when we do a podcast interview in Australia, like everyone wings it all, and you was just so structured there that was crazy. I haven't I haven't been interviewed with such structure before. Uh, <laughs> Travis, mate, thank you so much for having me on the show. It's so cool. Thank you for for thinking of me uh, when it came to your show. Basically, what we do is we've highlighted the idea that conversions in business happen in conversations. And we go out of our way to find those conversations or create those conversations that, so that we can create marketing material that allows us to, you know, um, market that business um, mm. authentically because yeah. it comes from them. And you know, we do that using podcasts. We do that using uh, audiobooks. We also do that from extraction cycles. So okay. we have content writers that actually talk with our clients and and extract all their good stuff because a lot of the times we don't give ourselves enough credit for the things that we're really good at. So mm. that comes kind of really nicely out of them. This year, what I'm excited about, man, to be honest, a little bit of struct- more structure in my life. So I've kind of, mm. last year was very growth. Well, I don't know whether it was growth focused, but I was having to deal with growth problems and growth issues. And don't get me wrong, I'm still dealing with those, but I want to be able to take care of Ronsley a little bit more because mm. I struggled towards the end of last year and uh, yeah, just shut down and just paying more attention to myself. So I think that that's going to be, you know, the, the, the focus this year. Yeah. So just a little bit more, a little bit more balance this year, would you say? Like that's kind of the theme? Totally. Like I, I, I either go all out or I go nothing at all. Like I just, yeah. this, this middle ground, like, and, and it's almost like I've got to train myself because it's not me anymore. Like I've, I've got a wife and it's going to be five years for us being married and it's, I've got to learn to live with her as much as she's got to learn to live with me. And it's so different. Yeah. It's uh, it's a, it's a learning process. It's yeah. such a huge journey. You know, that's, uh, that's what I see at least. Right. Right. So talk to us a little bit about, um, you've obviously just listening to that bio, you've done quite a few things and done really well at quite a few things. What's been like one of the most difficult things, like what um, would you say running an event, like we are podcast or writing a book or getting millions of downloads on, uh, mm-hmm. on your podcasts? Like what, what, what of these has been like something where you were thinking beforehand, Hey, this isn't going to be that difficult. And then you were like, man, this is really difficult. I think I had my biggest growth spurt professionally, emotionally, mentally, when uh, the first We Are podcast happened um, mm. because I had never run an event before. Yeah, I don't know whether I do everything well. I think I do stuff prolifically. Like I just really, as quick as possible, see what the market thinks before. Mm. But I've had to learn that the hard way. Going from my first business, there was a total failure in, in a, a whole bunch of ways. Um, and then learning that, learning business skills on the go, I suppose. Right, right. So, so yeah, what you're saying yeah. is you have failed. <laughs> oh yeah, like shitload. Like we fail. Like we fail all the time. Yeah, like, yeah. and that's that. I was gonna say that when you, when you, when you, when you said that you do all these things well. I'm like, no, dude. There's so much of failure that happens, and I think yeah. the it's the perceived version from the outside is that you know, wow, that person like John Lee Dumas is like killing it. He's he's killing it because he experiences more failure than all of us put together. So right. that's my, and, and it's not a bad thing. It's just a learning thing. Right. And, and mm. just accepting that, that that's what you signed up for when you became an entrepreneur. You didn't sign up for like fancy cars and, and uh, you know, all the, all the 
fancy shit that you see everywhere mm. else. Like you don't, you didn't sign up for that. You signed up to live your own life, and part of that comes yep. with, you know, your own thinking. I suppose. And and a lot of failing. <laughs> and but, a lot uh, of failing. Yeah. yeah. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is uh, the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Yeah. But you know, it's so funny that most people just can't look past the failures, you know? Um, mm. It's just when when a lot of people will will hit that first wall, they won't break through that wall. It'll be enough to stop them. Do you think that that's something that you've learned or do you think that's just been something instinctual to where you're like, there's no way I could go back to working a nine to five. So I better figure this thing out or I'm just going to be homeless. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So we, we were in that position. So I know that position really extremely well. And I can actually empathize if anyone's in that position. We we were three days from not having a house or eviction notice and, and all that kind of stuff. So I'm not unfamiliar with being there, mm -hmm. I do think that if I didn't have the right people around me, uh, irrespective of how you know strong-willed and massively awesome character I might have, which yeah. is total bullshit, by the way, uh, <laughs> is is like if you didn't have the right people around you, your character would could break because yeah. we tend we we tend to follow a pack. However, if we follow the pack that's always evolving and growing and challenging themselves and pushing then ultimately we we try we find a way to level up and and having a variety of those examples around you with those kind of people is key because even at that pace you can't do that forever you have to right. find a way to you know find black balance again come back to that so people around you man like that i cannot stress enough how important that is so what's the mindset then? So you're three days away from losing your house. 
what 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 is the mindset there like because here here here's what my take is on that and I think this is what most people would probably do in that situation like a week before they're in that situation they'd be like man I'm not going to be able to you know get out from under this I'd better go get a job why didn't you so don't get me wrong I tr- I tried a lot of stuff in in that time mm-hmm. I think I had like five or six jobs in four months so I'm wow. obviously not employable um, <laughs> and that was the first thing I did like I, as soon as so the backstory there is that I did service on a Saturday night. I had a restaurant and on Sunday, the locks were changed and, and I don't want to go into the details of how all that transpired, but mm-hmm. uh, I had to make a decision on whether you know I would fight it in court. And I thought that was too stressful yeah. for me to do that. And I didn't really, I didn't really feel like it, to be honest. So I just left everything the way it was and walked away from that business. Hmm. But I had like $478,000 in debt. So in that, so that happened on a Sunday morning. On Tuesday, I had a job uh, because it's not necessarily about the. Uh, you have to whether it's in business, whether it's your whether it's a job, whether it's corporate, whatever it is. At the end of the day, you need money to sustain whatever life you yes. want to lead. Yes, and that is key. The key is not to kind of like sleep on a mat that is that 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 you can buy. If that makes sense, if that's a even a like a a thing, like buy the mat that you can sleep on that's exactly your size, and don't try and live outside that until you can afford a bigger mat. Yeah. And as much as this great like mindset stuff where you can live in the future and visualize and all that kind of stuff, it's important not to not do the basics, in my opinion. So basics were make sure that there was money coming in, and I didn't really succeed as. I didn't stick with the job, obviously, because mm-hmm. uh, I right. knew that I was uh, that was not for me. I knew that it was just not my thing. Right. I I, mm-hmm. I could not I could not just keep doing that. So it was just a intermediate step, in, in my opinion. And I always knew that I did take a break from jobs because I know, you know I had five jobs in four months, and I'm like, okay, maybe I take a break from <laughs> going just getting a job. <laughs> maybe this isn't for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, but I, I love that insight though, because, um, I think a lot of people, especially now that, now that entrepreneurship is becoming like almost quote unquote cool, you know, it's like the thing to do now. And like people like Gary Vee have made it that way, um, yeah. to where it's like this cool new thing. I think that a lot of people lose the practicality aspect of, you know, well, if I'm going to be a true entrepreneur, I better go quit my job as soon as I can type thing. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like, let's get real practical here. Bottom line is you need to make rent. Like you need to pay your mm. bills. You need to be able to mm. buy food for you and your family. If you have a family that you're providing for, like you need to do all of these things. So don't go like hog wild and don't get crazy and be like, well, I'm an entrepreneur now. So that means nothing can ever be guaranteed. It's like, no, no, no. Do what works for you. And exactly what you're saying, like get the mat that works for you. Don't get anything more than that. But um, as soon as you can afford to do it, then you make the jump. Then you make the switch. Once you can replace that income, then that's when I think people lose that level of practice would you agree with that yeah because i mean well if it does even if you take the time off and you land up creating a business and it does extremely well there will come a time where your will and your values and in in your grit will be tested and the best time to put that into practice is when you start off like today i had a a training session this morning at six o'clock and uh, my trainer said to me, so he's a table tennis trainer, by the way. Uh, so he said to me, he's like, he's like, so, you know, he was wanting to know the story. And I'm like, he's like, it's just not too early for you. And I said, for the last four and a half years, I've woken up at 4.30 every single day. 
Mm-hmm. And he's like, why? Like, you know, and as I said, it's like you, you're training me. Once you train me for the, the strokes to become muscle memory, then when I'm playing the game, I don't have to think, oh, how am I striking the ball? It just comes, right? Right. So that's what happens when you, can, when you, when you allow yourself to structure parts of your day to make sure that you're on flow. There's no other way to achieve that, that you have to include, you know, like these systems and structures and, and the training is, you know, people like you see why the, why the sports, some of the sports stars don't become massive sports stars because they hate their training and they don't go to training. Mm-hmm. It's the same with entrepreneurship. You look at the most successful entrepreneurs, they have that training that they do day in and day out, irrespective of whether something's burning or, you know, something's going up in smoke. So that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's what I feel. So, so what would you say would be like the key to all of this? Like what's the most important thing in seeing success long-term? Um, the right people. Again, it all comes down to, to who you hang out with. Like there's no better quote out there, I think, especially in entrepreneurship or in life generally is the, you know, the average of the five people you hang out with the most mm-hmm. is, yeah. is who you turn out to be. If you want to be fit, hang out with fit people. If you want to be rich, hang out with rich people. If you want to be successful, whatever that version of success looks like for you, uh, hang out with those kind of people that, you know, you want your life to be like, right. It's, it's really quite simple and success is, is very variable. It's like love. Some people feel like they're loving you in different ways and like, like that success is different. So don't let someone else dictate what success is like for you as well. Like don't, let all the hype of you know working hard and the hustle or even the other way all the other way where the margaritas on the beach sort of <laughs> scenario right i think right. they you have your own ground like you have you you have the freedom to dictate exactly how your life should look and what success looks like to you and, and make sure that you you do that and don't like let someone else dictate what that looks like so do you believe that uh, what you know or who you know is more important ronsley and why interesting i think that the general saying uh, it's not what you know, it's who you know is flawed because it's what you know and who you know and uh, that that allows you to tell people why that is so important to you. So I think it's a combination and I feel like it's not one or the other. And again, there's no silver bullet. Like sometimes just knowing a bunch of people will help you on your path and if you're willing to learn, you can learn on the job. Don't take that for granted though. Going in being absolutely authentic and that's hard sometimes so you need people around you that will challenge stuff that you do like because we are amazing at making up justifications for our actions as human beings we we are we it comes it comes very naturally to us because we have to look at ourselves in the mirror but having the right people around you that challenge some of the things that you do and when you have an emotional reaction to something paying attention to that i think this journey is more how you can improve as a person than anything to do with money and business and uh, that kind of stuff. I feel it's more about self-discovery and self-awareness. That's such a, such a fantastic insight is uh, I think a lot of people, when they, when they first dive into personal development, podcasts, audiobooks, books, whatever medium they choose to digest content from, I think they're hoping that they'll hear something or read something that's just like a big go do this and you'll have success type thing. And they're hoping to come across that. So some people just become professional knowledge getters, so to speak, mm. and they never 
they never take action on stuff because they don't realize that personal development isn't to find that one thing that you can implement in your life. Personal development is about becoming the person that you need to become in order to take the actions that you need to take to make the things that you want to make happen, happen. I think they're looking for like this magic elixir or this magic pill to take instead of, instead of really diving into personal development to, to be like, I'm not doing this for this immediate result. I'm doing this to make myself better as a person, to become the person that is capable of doing great things, not to learn how to do great things. Does that, does that make sense? Would you agree with that or no? So, totally. I mean, I think you can be a great swimmer by actually swimming, not necessarily watching swimming every day on television. And you can buy all the best DVDs on how the strokes are supposed to work. But if you actually don't jump into the pool and try that out, there's no way that you'll know anything more than yeah. what's already in, in books and in, in other places that you find knowledge. Like mm -hmm. there's no right. shortage of information today. I do think that there's a lack of execution and obviously like a lot of a lot of the entrepreneurs out there, like Gary in particular, takes that and, and makes sure that people understand what it's like just so that they're prepared. Like it's not it's not as glorified as everyone makes it out to be. It's it's a it's a great life. Like entrepreneurship is a great life. It's mm -hmm. just not a comfortable one. Yeah. And if for you, if greatness equals comfort, then, you know, entrepreneurship is not, but it's not like you're not for you because you're constantly being challenged. Like just yesterday, I had, like just an example yesterday, right? Generally in life, I, there's a lot of shit that I make up justifications for. This is an example. If I had close people around me that some close person passed on, I would try, because I didn't know what to say. I would not say anything. I would not, you know, I, I didn't have, and everyone would go like, you know, just it's a death sort of people understand. Yesterday, one of my team members lost a father. Mm -hmm. I had no option. I had no, I could not hide that one. I could not hide and ignore that. So I had to get myself to a point where I could make the phone call. Mm -hmm. And I'm being very selfish, obviously, because I'm worrying more about what I'm going through rather than what she's going through. Mm. And I think that's a really good example of doing things that are difficult, but it's the right thing to do. It's also a really good example of how I have been making up justifications for all the other ones that I haven't made phone calls for in my lifetime yeah. and, and justifying that sort of and having a justification for that. So it's entirely up to you the person you can dictate how you want to live your life and what it looks like and if you want to have all the information uh, that you possibly need to know exactly what you're doing execution is the only way only way yeah actual execution on on stuff that you're learning so what what do you think the balance is then between intake and output what what's the balance between learning and implementation is it like a cycle should we go through times where we're just like digesting a lot of information or is it just like a constant like balance of like i'm reading but i'm also implementing i'm reading i'm also implementing because i feel like i feel like in the last like six months of last year i did a lot of content consumption a lot of podcasts a lot of audiobooks i read a lot like i, I read more books at the at the end of last year like the last six months of last year than i have probably in my entire life combined because i've never been a reader so i read like you know almost 
12 books of the last part of last year, it was almost just like information overload to where like I was trying to implement a lot of the stuff, but I was just learning so much that I couldn't do it. Is there, is there like a, a point where you're reading too much, like consuming too much to where you're just like, I can't implement all of this. Should there be a balance? What should that look like? 100%. And if you're feeling like pay attention, pay attention to how you're feeling. If you're feeling like you've taken in so much information then stop, uh, it means like, it, it means that you can't take anything in anymore in and just pushing through that is I see pushing through something is a very masculine way of dealing with stuff. <laughs> and there's, there are times that we get pat pat on the back for that. Mm-hmm. There are times that it's not the best idea. Right. And, you know, coming to terms with what you feel like really like what you feel is 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 key so if you feel like you can't take any more in don't yeah. if you feel like uh you should be taking more in do and you will know uh, every morning i ask myself this question amongst other ones because it's part of my journal entry and it's like it's the last question that i ask myself and i write about it it's um what are you avoiding ronsley and i guarantee if you had enough input you're avoiding execution and you know it it's mm-hmm. not. It's not. It's. It's not like rocket science mm-hmm. or rocket surgery. Wow. <laughs> yeah. it, you know. It's. It's. You know. You know what you're avoiding. You just have to. Um, it just has to annoy you long enough for you to kind of do something about it. Is there any like tips that you have for making it easier on yourself to do it, or is this one of those push through it moments? See, I think if that is what you know you want to do, then as quickly as possible, I would create some sort of rhythm in your life in your day in your week in your month in your year the rituals that you do every single day and it could be very simple you could start off very simply with i brush my teeth and i do three push-ups mm-hmm. so i already know that i'm going to wake up and brush my teeth i'll just add one task to that one mm-hmm. just one like one small it is it, like you just need enough space to do a push-up right so you do three and then you keep adding just yeah. keep adding the more rituals you can create through, you know, like whether it's meditation, whether it's exercise, whether it's um, journaling, whether it's sitting and thinking. I've got a favorite chair that I just sit and look, into this, look at the ceiling because it, 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 it allows me to think. It allows me that space, um, yeah. which it's pretty. My brain is always kind of trying to fix the next thing and I have to be conscious to just, you know, slow it down a little bit and kind of yeah. go, you're at home, dude, just chill. Well, cool, man. Uh, so throughout your career, how important do you think have like mentorships, masterminds and, you know, group learning situations and one-on-one uh, with people that are on a level that's quote unquote above where you are? How, how important have stuff like that been to your career? Well, luckily through some weird kind of intervention, I think I have always looked for mentors that matched values rather than any other success levels right if that makes sense so if Mm -hmm. for me i would like if i would follow someone that i wanted to learn how they maintain those values that i saw in them if that makes sense yes and i think through the journey i realized how important any sort of coach in your life is because even a small correction in something you're doing every day will have a compounding effect in general. And and only someone in that position who is allowed to coach you and you being open to being coached, can they, they give you that insight and you actually not get defensive and take that insight on because there's no point having the insight if you know, you're too defensive to get over your own ego to not implement it or have a good reason to not implement it, whatever it might be. 
But you know, that's important having that kind of relationship with someone that you can trust, that you can take into consideration and accordingly pivot and turn. It's more and more becoming a thing. Like I last year I didn't have a coach for about six, seven months. Mm. And I, I I really felt the need for that. Um and so so towards the end of last year I, I got a I got a really good coach. And um yeah, I mean it's it's super important. Super important. What do you get coaches for? Is this for like a specific activity? Is this like a life coach, a health coach, or what what exactly does that look like? So a business coach, I have a business coach, but I also have coaches for other areas in my life. I have, uh, uh, well, not necessarily a health coach. She's a a naturopath who looks at my health and regularly monitor that. But then I have a a coach that trains me every uh, Thursday table tennis and I have a climbing coach who, who climb who, who climbs with me once a week um, and then I climb on my own but I have enough regularity with coaches that I can go and implement stuff outside the coaching so that I can take what they're, they're giving me and take mm-hmm. that and, and use it in other ways so I'm not a I, I, I actually don't really believe in the one-on-one thing I think they there's so many ways that you can deliver value to a student who's willing to learn. Yeah, that I think that's the more important factor than, than uh, you know the coach having one-on-one time with you. Is there a way that you try to find people like this in your life, or and if not, is there something that you avoid in order to get people like that in your life, in order to attract mm. the right you know mentors and um, and good people? Great question, man. That's a that's a that's a really good question. I guard my time more than I guard anything else. Like I will not really care as much for money as I care for the time and who I spend that time with. So I'm very picky about that. So yeah. that's just a compounding effect um, over a period of time. I also I also spend a lot of time in introspection. Now that can be a good and bad thing. I've I've heard both sides of that story, but mm-hmm. as a person, I just introspect a lot, and I haven't seemed to find of if if there's another way, I haven't seemed to found have found that yet. So I really first kind of go, well, what did I do that contributed to that? And I I introspect after the fact. So I don't try to plan my way through stuff, but. I always have amazing things that happen to me. Like I get free stuff all the time. Like it's just like, it's it's ridiculous. I'm not even joking. Like it happens yeah. more often. And my wife is just like, as much as I am in, in awe of them happening. So yeah. I don't question that and I don't try to replicate any of that. I just introspect that after the fact. If that any of that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. So So why not? Why not do it on purpose? Why not plan it out? Is that just like a is that is that just like yeah. a personality thing, or do you think there's actual benefits to not doing that? I think that it's all the rituals in your way of looking at the world in the way the world responds back to you. So paying attention to the way the world responds back to you is important, uh, but not necessarily orchestrating it because so that's the difference, right? So the difference between the masculine and the feminine is that like the masculine will go, I want to plan everything so I know what I'm going to go and if there's a if there's something in the way I'm going to push past it or jump through it or and and the feminine way is like let things happen let them move and mm. you're supposed to find the balance between the two of those yeah. ways of looking at life because right. the the first one definitely doesn't work and the second one in in a lot of instances definitely doesn't work so right. finding or knowing when to you know exercise them both and sometimes you got to do them in conjunction uh, I think is is important. Yeah, there's and there's so much stuff there that we that we could dive into, but we do need to move on to 
uh, the last segment here, which is something I like to call the random round. Just a few really quick random questions with some quick random answers. You ready? Let's go, man. This is the random round. What profession other than your own do you think it would be fun to attempt? So I've actually been an engineer before this, a financial advisor, a chef, a restauranter, a DJ, and some other stuff in between. So the next thing I want to try is a musician, probably. Awesome. In what capacity? I don't know. I have this feeling of being part of an orchestra, but I don't know anything past me learning. I did did three years of Trinity College piano when I was really young and Mm. going back there. I don't know. I don't know whether it'll go away, but I've been feeling that that's been a thing that's incomplete for a while. If you could sit on a park bench with somebody past or present and talk to them for an hour, who would it be and why? I don't know. I feel like I will learn from anyone that I can have a conversation with for an hour. I think there's always stuff to learn. Um, if I was pushed for an answer for a person, don't know. Let's 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 go with Steven Gerrard. He's used to captain Liverpool Football Club. It'll be good to hear mm. how his career went. Perfect. How do you like to consume content best? Books, blogs, podcasts, or videos? So audio, definitely, by a long shot. Uh, Audiobooks, podcasts, definitely. What is one of the best audiobooks that you've listened to recently? I've listened to The Obstacle is the Way 13 times in the last four years. Wow. But I love breaking the habit of being yourself. I'm on my second reading right now. Give us a glimpse of your morning routine. So I wake up at 4.30 and my first half hour is kind of loose at 5 o'clock. So just before 5 o'clock, I'll uh, switch the kettle on and I will meditate for 10 minutes. Then I will pour myself a cup of tea and write in my journal for another, another 10 minutes, which includes a content piece. So basically the thinking for a content piece. Then I will stretch for 10 minutes, which includes a, a foam roller and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Then I'll try and move for another 10 minutes. That's not as often as I'd like. But some, but what I do tend to do is in, in those instances, I'll do like a whole hour hour workout or something like that. Yeah. Uh, where I'll climb or, or all that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, then I, then I shower and um, begin the day. What is your go-to pump-up song? I don't have one. Don't have one. Alrighty, what are you not very good at? I'm not good at executing. I'm not as good as I'd like to be. And and maybe I don't have to be. Uh, for me, I am great at the ideas and the plans and hmm. the strategy and that kind of stuff. And I would like to have someone that I could rely on entirely for executing those ideas. What are you most grateful for? This is Ronsley from Amplify. I wrote this yesterday. I'm most grateful for me and how I think I should be more kinder to myself. All right. As we get everything wrapped up here, Ronsley, what is one place online where we'll be able to find you the most? Ronsley.com.au. Ronsley.com.au. Head on over there. That's Ronsley, R-O-N-S-L-E-Y, R-O-N-S-L-E-Y.com.au. Um, head over there to find out everything on Ronsley and check out some of his uh, his content, some of his podcasts and stuff. He releases a lot of a lot of great stuff. So uh, Ronsley, thanks so much for coming on the show today, man. I had a blast chatting with you. Travis, thanks, dude. This was awesome. 
That's all for this episode of Build Your Network. Your next step is to visit byn.media slash FB to join in on our Facebook group for more personal engagement, proven strategies and tactics to reach your ultimate goals. That's byn.media forward slash FB. Remember, you're only one connection away. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.